another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And a very, very hearty welcome to one and all, including Jennifer Baxter, who is sitting in on team in France, ready to give us the lowdown on what she's seen coming up on sapeople.com this past week and what's going on in the future, too. Although, I mean, not many of us are that prescient, but she knows what's coming up. <laughs> she's aware of everything. <laughs> Morning, Jen. Hi, Mel. How are you? Yeah, no, doing all right. Johannesburg's been raining and then very, very hot and then cold. You know, it's, it's unusual. And then I think I mentioned last week that my friend was saying, yeah, no, they're not having as much rain in England as they used to. We've stolen it all here in South Africa. So <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things, uh, you know, pictures of people running around in T-shirts having bras in England at this time of the year. Well, it's interesting. Did you see that beautiful footage of Albert Falls, which hasn't hasn't been so full and overflowing for like 30 years yeah. or something crazy? Fantastic. I'm very happy for South Africa. Yeah, I know. The rain is and, coming. And now have, you, have you seen now some of the funnier things where like they, they've got a photo from high above and there's a flood down below in South Africa and somebody had written on it, a placard. It's for rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the prayer came true. And <laughs> the prayer came true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such so, savor Afrikaans, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, it's a very South African. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're swapping things around a little bit today. Now, I see at the top of the list of things that you've caught up with um, that people in South Africa are enjoying. And I have seen on my Facebook feed, everybody, I, almost everybody I know has been going on about the Tinder swindler, which I have not actually watched yet. Um, okay, so I've watched it, and I think the reason why it's really gripped South Africans, although it has been all over the world, I mean, it's, it's, it's big, is obviously because lots of people go onto Tinder and, and similar dating apps, and you wonder, am I getting ripped off? But um, it's also because of his connection with South Africa. So he has some marks on his back, and he claimed that it happened in South Africa that he, because he claims that he's the son of a billionaire. A, a genuine billionaire, and he's photoshopped himself into a photo, you know, a family photo with the billionaire. And he said when he was in South Africa doing a deal, some people turned on him and he landed up innocently being put in jail. And that because he was Jewish, they they abused him and, and, and he's got these marks on his back. And it's actually part of what makes the girls feel that he's so vulnerable and they need to look after him, you know. So it's really, really fascinating. But the best thing is the South African connection. And we managed to find one of our readers who actually met him in Durban in 2010. Mm. And she said he was actually quite interesting because, you know, he clearly knows a little bit about a lot. So he, he, he can have really good conversations. But... Um, He's a little bit arrogant and full of himself and clearly a fraud. Oh, I think I'm going to have to watch this. Um, I've, I've never done the whole dating app thing. Uh Although no, me some, neither. Some people me said it neither. would be a good idea. And then I suddenly realized I'm actually quite happy being single. It's nice. I like it. And then you don't get taken for a ride by idiots. And I mean, I was sitting in, on my walk this morning and thinking, right, how would I find a multimillionaire that would be okay with going uh, for long walks, geocaching? Uh, and my friend said, no, you've got to put something up in the Farmers Weekly. So I say, a frosokabur. 
<laughs> he has to be a very, very understanding boor as well. So that that would be the, about the only way I would go. But no. Um, I think what the show shows you is don't chase the money. Definitely don't chase the money. But yeah, I've got friends who, who use these, these dating apps and they have a blast. Except one, yeah, the guy died. That, that was a little like, oh, this isn't such fun anymore. It yeah. suddenly became real life. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So that's the Tinder Swindler, which we're all going to be watching. Then Raised by Wolves, of course, um, we've mentioned that before. Yes. So filmed in South Africa, it is so huge internationally. And South Africans are just so proud because especially in the second season, the South African landscape, the Western Cape landscape, some of the plants, you know, they don't even need to do special effects because they just do look like they're from another planet mm, mm. and are beautiful and lush, you know. Kim Engelbrecht is, is in it this time around and is fantastic as um, Decima. And it's kind of skyrocketed her, her into, you know the movie database IMDb? Mm-hmm. She's now in the top two and a half thousand in the world. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. And this season has got a 100% uh, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Which, so it's a must watch. And I think it was one of Showmax's top ten the first season. So mm. I think this time it's going to be in the top five. Okay. I'll def- I, I did watch the first season. I'll, I'll definitely watch the second as well. Um, and one thing I mean, with Winter Olympics, I know it's on at the moment. Somebody told me yesterday and that shows how out in the clouds I am. But the reason I realized was because, of course, the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, I <laughs> cool not- runnings. Yeah. I mean, that's just for, I think, most of us who had seen that movie. Like, there's actually another Jamaican bobsled team going to the Winter Olympics. How fantastic. So excited. <laughs> you, know, you know, a team from Africa also tried to go, but they just said no. <laughs> I think once before they had said yes, and this time they said no, no, we just can't. Yeah. So, oh, that's a dear. Sad. But you can watch it all on Showmax Pro. So. Okay. Now, what is Jet in the Lost City? Oh, it's really exciting. So there is a guy in South Africa who's super, super smart and is the CEO of Pegasus. And he, Dr. Reza, I don't know if it's Maya or Mia because I've only written it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he has created what you would love. It's a luxury business jet. Is it a VTOL? Okay, so, oh, I wouldn't know these kind of things. Vertical takeoff but, and landing. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's, it's like a helicopter. So for super wealthy people, this is going to change business travel because one of the worst things is trying to get to the airport. You know, that is so mm. time consuming. So now you don't need to worry about that. Just land on your roof or in your garden or whatever. And so Paramount actually saw his prototype mm. and contacted Pegasus um, about using the vertical business jet, VBJ. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah. And the company thought that it was a hoax and that somebody was just like, you know, having them on. And then they, they looked up on LinkedIn and they saw that the people they were dealing with were actually real mm-hmm. paramount people. And it even gets a credit at the end of the movie. And the movie looks like it's going to be so funny. It's kind of like Jewel of the Nile, you know, those kind of adventure films. Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, Daniel Radcliffe. So, so big stars. Looks like it's going to be a huge movie. And this South African jet is, um, 
is one of the the biggest stars. I have a big thing about jump jets. I love them, so I'll, I'll keep hey, it You'll be able them. to see this one. I think it's going to be at a shopping center in the north of Johannesburg in March when the movie comes out in South Africa. So okay. I'll let you know. Let me know because, I mean, I still get fascinated driving past Fifth Avenue in Santon. And I'm, it's not an Impala. It's another – what is it, an Impala? On top of a building as you're coming up Fifth Avenue towards Santon, the business uh, district. And there's a, a big aeroplane on top of the building, which I absolutely love. So that's, so that's oh. my fun thing to go and check out if I don't have any helicopters <laughs> to look at. You know, I'm always falling over. All right. So anyway, what, <laughs> what news have you got for expats? There's a show this Friday evening that is guaranteed to be uplifting and joyous and get you in the mood for Valentine's Day on Monday. It's called From South Africa with Love. It'll be at the Manchester Cathedral. And at the same time, in South Africa, you can go to, I don't know if it's called CAB or CAB, mm -hmm. Conference Center in Breckenfell. Brackenfell, yeah. Brackenfell. Lauren Lee will be singing there, and there'll be a, um, a school, a primary school also performing that's won a contest. So I think go to skittle.com and look for From South Africa with Love for tickets to that. Mm -hmm. Then the Springboks yesterday, they announced their new schedule. So either fly over to South Africa if you want to see Wales in July, the All Blacks in August, mm -hmm. or for people in Australia, the box are going to be there at the end of August. They're going to be in Buenos Aires, Argentina in September, and then they're going to be back in South Africa playing Argentina in Durban later in September. Awesome. We'll be watching yeah. up them. Go Boca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is, uh, what is this? Reserve selling NFTs, the non-fungible tokens. Is this a, about Bitcoin stuff again? Cryptocurrencies. It, it, it is. It's a crypto asset. Mm. And, of course, hardly any of us actually understand what's going on. <laughs> um, and there's a really funny, funny video with a woman explaining non-fungible tokens, except she doesn't say fungible. She says something else. Oh, very funny. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... As much as it seems complicated, we do need to embrace the future, and this really could help save wild animals because what they've done at a particular reserve, Juma Game Reserve, they've started it at, but they're hoping to go worldwide. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a streaming service called Wild Earth. They've picked six animals from the reserve, and people are able to buy NFTs for these animals. So now the reserve has been able to actually close its commercial lodges and is rather being kind of sponsored by the people who own the NFTs. And this means that you're not having to rely on tourism dollars or hunting mm -hmm. to actually conserve the animals. Oh, that makes so, a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, you know, so people abroad, people at home in Cape Town, you know, everybody can be helping to, you know, save wild animals. And, and by buying an NFT, you get this kind of unique digital signature, you get the videos, the images, you get to name, you know, if it's a leopard, it's cubs, things like that. 
Okay, so that's also, I mean, the Wild Earth TV does a lot of really good stuff. I know um, I've watched a lot of their stuff. And it's actually founded by a friend of mine who <laughs> I actually spoke to yesterday, of all strange things. I haven't spoken to him for ages. Oh, yeah, so the, um, I know that um, Graham Wallington, he's the son of the great Shirley Wallington, one of the top garden designers here in South Africa and plants people. Graham Wallington and his wife. Who um, plants people? Plants no, it doesn't plant people, a plants person, a plant, okay. plantsman, a plants person, you know, okay. plants people. Okay. Oh, goodness me, Jenny. <laughs> it's a good thing you dyed your hair blonde. Um, yeah, so anyway, Graham and Emily Wellington actually set up this whole thing, Wild Earth. And so I, I know that if they're involved, they're very, very ethical. So it's a good oh, thing to do. please speak to them about it. And, and also, I think actually I said six animals, but I think they already have 25 animals. Mm, okay. So, All right. And then news from expats. I know that the Cancer Shavathon is coming up here in uh, South Africa soon. I know that it, it usually would have been a bit earlier, but I heard it announced yesterday um, because Mark Pilgrim, who's on Hot uh, 102.7, they were saying, well, what are you going to do? Because you can't shave your head or colour your hair because <laughs> he's bald. <laughs> yeah. He said he'll just spray his head a, a different colour. But I mean, that, that is one of the big things a lot of people will do and the people who cut their hair so that they can make wigs for kids with cancer. Exactly. Um, and so what we did this week, because it was also World Cancer Day on Friday, mm -hmm. is we've posted photos. Cassie, who writes for SA People and does a lot of the entertainment stuff for SA People, she shaved her head, Cassie mm -hmm. Joe, shaved her head. It made three and a half wigs for little uh, kids with cancer. And of course, she also got sponsored, so that raised more money as well. And we've done this article to show people that your hair does grow back exactly the same. So, so you know, it's, it's uh, you know, five years later, and she's got all that hair right mm. back. So there's the before and after photos, just to reassure anybody who thinks, oh my God, I just, you know, this is mm. going to be too long. It's not too long. With, within a short time, your hair's back. Well, if you have dodgy hair like me, but you have good blood, then um, I would also exhort people to please go and give blood. And I do it every eight yeah. weeks. I have my little blood club I and we all meet at the same place. There's a, a group of usually between three and five of us who go and give blood and uh, it saves three lives. And then somebody <laughs> went and put, well, you know, that they take your blood for free and then they sell it. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so how else are they going to make money to be able to actually keep this going? It's not a government organization. It's something oh, which is done by a private company. So they need to raise money, obviously, somehow to keep yeah. on getting blood from people to be able to give blood to people and save their lives. Absolutely. And, you know, Mel, every time I see, you know, you post the photos about it, I just wish I could. But, you know, I don't know if I've told you before, because I lived in London during the 90s, mm -hmm. we're not allowed to give blood in case we have mad cow's disease. So it's... Well, here in South Africa, they do ask you, did you live in England during these years, all those years? And I'm like, yes, but they seem to think it's okay because I wasn't there. No, but you weren't there in the 90s. Yes, the I was. It's the 90s that's the real problem. I didn't, no, oh, I didn't I live was, there for a long I'm, period of time. No, no. no. Okay. No, no. All right. So, so who's this Harvard professor that's um, been oh, doing that naughty things? <laughs> that just came in yesterday. Um, three students at Harvard ha are suing. They're not suing him, actually. They're suing Harvard University for ignoring them because I think this professor who has been named John Komaroff from South Africa, I think he started at Harvard in 2012 and 
there were many reports, including these three girls, reporting, you know, to the Harvard authorities that he was allegedly uh, sexually harassing them, and then actually punishing people, retaliating. If, if anybody did tell on him, he would make sure they couldn't get a job, if, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So they have filed a lawsuit against Harvard, and he has said he categorically denies ever harassing or retaliating against any student. So we'll wait and see. He's an anthropology professor who's an expert in South Africa. Hmm. Well, then maybe he should come back here. All right. Okay. And and then uh, some good news for a lot of people who are traveling and flying here, there and everywhere. The UAE has lifted the travel ban, which is, I mean, if you think about how many people fly through the Emirates as well, you know, to get to various places, it has been a bit of a, a, a trying time. Yeah. So that's great. It's all becoming easier. Yeah. Okay. And on to some local good news. I'm going to start off by saying, um, do you remember Cindy Alter? We had her chat to us a few months back. Um, Yeah. She was the singer from Clout, which did so well with, uh, I think they reached number two in England with their song Substitute back in the 70s. She was at Greenside. I feel like belting it out now. (laughs) She was at Greenside High School along with Claire Johnson and myself and James Small. Uh, Greenside put out some pretty funky people. Anyway, she left this week to, she's moved to Nashville. She's following her dream of singing over in Nashville and she's moved over there and I would, for one, would like to wish her the best of luck. I mean, she's oh, just absolutely fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah, wonderful yeah. woman. And there are a lot of South Africans in Nashville. There's actually a group there and they have brilliant barbecues and um, mm. yeah, fantastic. And I, I don't know how far Nashville is from places like uh What's it not? Is it called Jericho Tree in the middle of the desert? Oh, Robbie Rob, who now is, yeah, the other South African. So that's where Karma is from, uh, what was Karma Henry VIII? And Robbie Rob from Tribe After Tribe, or now he's known as Kamush Shemesh or somewhere. <laughs> um, they, they're in that area as well. So there's a lot of really fantastic South African musicians who have actually gone overseas and are doing some very nice stuff as well. Uh, especially with uh, Karma, of course, setting up like and building pretty much everything herself on her um, B&B. Amazing. Airbnb. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So what other good news have we got that's coming out of South Africa? Hey, just before we go on, I just suddenly uh, thought, Eskom, you know how you have load shedding in South Africa? Yes, it so comes and goes, yes. Yes. I don't know if you saw, but yesterday in England, so so England's going through like that their, their electricity uh, rates are about to skyrocket. And they are suggesting that they're going to ask people, it's like one and a half million people, to switch off their power for two hours a day. And so, which is like load shedding, mm. but you voluntarily switch off and get paid for it. And I thought, wouldn't that be fantastic in South Africa wow. if you got paid for all the hours that you didn't have? Yeah, the power? But there's, there's no money for them to pay us. So it wouldn't work, you know, because they stole all the money, didn't they? Uh, which is why nothing works. But anyway, let's not get into that. Let's look for some good oh, news. But, okay, so you know what that reminds me of? There's an American living in Johannesburg. I don't know if you've ever met her, Heather Mason. Yes, yeah, she actually, okay. I know her quite well. Photographer, she's got, what, two summers. Uh, yes, she does a blog, yeah. I saw exactly. her pictures of the Brixton Festival of Light, or uh, Light Festival, yeah. 
Yes, Brixton Light Festival. And she said just what you've just said about nothing working. And she said, you know, sometimes there you are, you're living in Johannesburg and the electricity's not working, the water's not working, there's crime, you know, life's not easy. There's potholes which we keep falling into. <laughs> <laughs> and and for her as a as a foreigner, you know, obtaining a visa to live in South Africa is becoming near impossible and every year it just gets harder. And she said, you know, sometimes I wonder why I live here. And then right at that moment, when I begin to lose hope, something like the Brixton Light Festival happens, and I realize I'd be a fool to live anywhere else. Oh, well, Joburg has its own thing, hey? Yeah, it's own charm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, her blogs are really, really good. Her pictures are fantastic as well. So oh, if anybody yeah. is wanting to feel a little bit nostalgic overseas, get along to the number two to summers.net um, yes. and go and have a look what she has to say. And, and if I can just do a little bit of promotion here as well, don't forget, of course, you can also get on to Mansfield today and catch up with um, people talking about all kinds of wonderful things here in South Africa from a South African perspective every day of the week at 12 o'clock. It goes up onto the YouTube channel. Okay, so then... Including Melanie. Including Melanie me. Melanie on plants. She's a plants Mel- people. I'm, I'm a plants people. people. And this week, it's all about mushrooms. Mushrooms. Oh, and we love mushrooms. Help, but I'm mushroom sorry, people, I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> mushrooms for health, and it's it's really ex- uh, interesting as well. So, yeah, yeah, go and go and subscribe and and join us there as well. Um, no, and don't forget on Saturday it's the Midmar Mile. Yes, and I see that the which, Chalk Cows. Um, you know, we were talking about people shaving their heads for cancer for kids as well. The Chalk Cows are also putting together their usual team. They're the people that dress up in cow suits and they do these kind of marathon runs or like. They'll do the two oceans and they'll do the Cape Argus or whatever it's called these days, Cape Town Cycle Tour and yeah. the Cycle Challenge, which is now, I think, called Ride Josie. They keep changing the names, but the, the cars are always there raising money for chalk. They so are they get phenomenal. They're and, you know, this year there's an amazing guy from KwaZulu-Natal, David Williams. I think he's around 34. He was born without his legs. And he's done the Midmar Mile before, but, but not recently. But anyway, he, he's decided this year to join the Cars team. Oh, uh, fantastic. To, yeah, so that's, that's fantastic. And he, and he needed to raise some money to be able to afford to do it. And he's reached his target. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, really happy about that. And there's another woman who is just beautiful. Her name's Jennifer Pretorius in Fishhook. Mm-hmm. Her best friend is trying to raise money for her. She was born deaf and blind. I think she only found out one of the things a little late. You know, so sorry, she was born with one of them, and then the other thing happened when she was about yeah. five. Okay. Um, she had a dog for eight years who, you know, was inseparable. The dog passed away, and it takes another four years for them to train a new dog. So in the meantime, she's trying to get onto Braille so that she can communicate with the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And her friend's trying to raise that money, and they still need another eighty thousand. So if you look on sapeople.com, it would be wonderful to support her. She just, you know, when you read the story, she is just one of those truly inspiring people mm-hmm. who doesn't go poor me who just goes how can i do this she's a runner she you know she mm-hmm. she's accomplished so much 
Well, good. I like supporting good people as well. But maybe we can throw glitter bombs at them. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. So tell me. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, glitter bombs are normally what you throw in protest at people and glitter goes all over them. Um, but these glitter bombs are actually candy floss that mm-hmm. you pop into a drink and then it, um, what's the word? Not evaporates. It, effervesces? It, yes. Yes, it, it effervesces. And, and the glitter and the color comes out. And this couple in, in Cape Town, during lockdown, they were like so bored. And they thought, oh, my God, even our drinks are boring. Let's make it interesting. And so they started putting glitter bombs into the drinks and then giving them to their friends. And then suddenly they started getting strangers ordering them. Mm-hmm. And now they've actually got a company employing six people, which they said is so wonderful because they started by saying let's not make the pandemic so boring Mm -hmm. and now they've done something even more important which is create some employment during the pandemic so you can put it into anything from gin to coffee they're doing really well really well 20 colors 36 different flavors check it out on sapeople.com Fantastic. It sounds like we should all have a little bit of fun. And talking about something a little bit more serious, local good news, that there has been a decline in rhino poaching, which is fantastic. It's about time that uh, these people got taken down, quite frankly. Yeah. There's a little bit of a downside is that because they've been so good in the Kruger, Mm. private farms are suffering. So, Mm. So now they're targeting the private. So that's why like the NFTs are so important, you know, ways to support the private yes. and the South African government, the Hawks have been working with China, Vietnam. Um, they've signed uh, a, a, another deal with Poland about hunting trophies. So, mm. uh, you know, a lot is being done, which is which is great. Cool. Well, talking about animals in in the wild, oh, did you see the story that uh, Amarula? The elephant, the big old elephant. He was what in his sixties, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he died. Oh, I know. And he was so famous after he toppled that car. I think in about 2011. Yeah. And he an international star. Plus, he was Pilansburg's biggest bull. So you know, everybody mm. loved seeing him. But as Pilansburg said, at least he's made lots of little amarulas. So. Um, he had a good laugh. Well, I think we should be then for Valentine's Day suggesting that you get your loved one some Amarula chocolate. Yes, hmm? and to go with that, you can also go onto SA People's recipe section and make yourself a romantic, or, or make your partner, um, a romantic milk tart. It's a milk tart with a heart. A um, milk tart with a heart. <laughs> Hearty yeah. tarties, lovely. <laughs> in, in fact, it's fantastic. Here in France, at my local coffee shop, they've started selling milk tart with little South African flags in it. So oh, fabulous. Yeah, I love milk tart. It's one of the few sweet oh. things I do like a lot. All right, so that's what we've seen happening this week in South Africa and abroad with South Africans. What have you got coming up? A really lani dog hotel in Cape Town called the Super Wolf, but it's fantastic people, and it's it's more than just being able to go on holiday and leave your dog in luxury with a pool and you know just just beautiful rooms where many of us humans would love to stay. It's actually raising money for dogs that don't have homes and mm. and all that. Good. 
Good. We'll keep an eye out for that as well on the Facebook page, the sapeople.com Facebook page. I'm sure it'll be there as well. So if you have any great stories that you'd like to share with Jenny, please do send her, drop her a line or send her an email or just put it up on Facebook. And um, if we deem your story to be fitting, we will chat about it. Not so. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Excellent, Jen. Thanks you so much. We'll catch up with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mel. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.